Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, 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 all of you beautiful, magical humans who are listening. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am currently in the middle of a road trip. I am actually in the midst of manifesting and calling in and attracting my dream home and I currently don't know where that dream home is yet and I'm going to talk more about that in this episode and I'm going to focus on how to tell the difference between your intuition and your ego because this has been a huge learning curve for me in my life and I know that I get this question all the time and as I continue to learn more about it, I want to share more about it with you and I'm going to share what my journey has looked like in learning to understand what my intuition really sounds and feels like because to be honest, it's not what I thought it was a couple years ago, right? When I used to think I was following my intuition, I actually was following my ego and I'm going to let you guys know what I've learned about that and how you can learn to tune into your intuition and what it feels like for you. So like I said, I'm on this road trip. I was in Sacramento, California, in Northern California, hanging out with my family. And then I drove to pick up my best friend. She's my soul sister. She lives, she was in the Bay and I picked her up and we drove through LA. We stayed in Laguna. We checked out Huntington. We went to Joshua Tree. We explored the nature there. We were living in this beautiful Airbnb. It was just like in the middle of the desert with mountains on one side and cactus on the other side and just like so many stars in the sky and just beautiful, kind of like our own little retreat. And we actually had a friend join us. His name is Hilton. And the three of us actually lived together in Denver a year ago. So if you've ever been on one of my free trainings, you know what my journey has looked like and what my story was. And if you haven't been on one of my trainings, I highly recommend them. They're extremely powerful. I literally have people manifest money just by being on them. You can go to manifestwithkristen.com. Kristen spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N, manifestwithkristen.com, and you can watch the training completely free. So anyways, to give you a very shortened version, a year, year and a half ago, the three of us, uh, my best friend Halai and my other best friend Hilton, we were living in a tiny apartment in downtown Denver. That's the time period when I was sharing a bedroom. So I was sharing a tiny bedroom with Halai, and we actually had two beds in the room and my bed was on the floor of the room. Uh, There was no walking space. And the reason my mattress was on the floor is because I was living paycheck to paycheck and all of the money that wasn't going to my rent or to food or to just survival and bills was going to manifestation courses and hiring coaches. And I had no money to buy a bed frame. So it was literally my mattress was on the floor and there was no space to walk in that room. And we actually ended up buying a kind of like an extended shower curtain to put up between our beds just to give us some privacy. And it was so janky. It used to just like fall on the floor in the middle of the night and like terrify us. Um, You know, we were 
that was the maximum, you know, luxury we could afford was like an extended shower curtain to hang up in between our beds in the tiny bedroom we shared and it didn't work. And, um, yeah, so it was the three of us in that apartment and we were waking up at 4.45, 5 a.m. every single morning to study. I was studying manifestation and building my business, taking courses, working on my growth and doing the inner work. And whenever Halai and I wouldn't get out of bed, Hilton would come in and flip on that light. And, uh, you know, it was wake up time and we all met in the living room and we studied for a few hours before work. And, you know, I know I hear all the time, like, oh, I just don't have time. Like, I don't have time to take a course. I don't have time to study manifestation. And to me, not having time is just another form of lack. It's another form of scarcity consciousness. You do have time. The thing about time is it's the most evenly distributed resource in the entire world. And not having time is another form of self-sabotage. Not having time is really saying, I am actually prioritizing my current life over the life I want to call in. I am prioritizing feeling safe and comfortable over the life I want to call in, you know, because I didn't have time at all. And for five years of my life, that was an excuse over and over and over. I just don't have time. I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I've got so much going on. I got to pay the bills. And then I realized, all right, Kristen, enough with this bullshit. You're never going to freaking have time. You're never going to have the money. You're never going to feel good about this. You're never going to feel ready. And that was when I started waking up at 4.45, 5 a.m. every morning. <laughs> That's when I started investing money that felt really uncomfortable, money I didn't always have in coaches and courses. That's when I started taking really scary action when I didn't feel ready. And that's when my life changed. And this is why I tell people, <laughs> manifestation isn't all rainbows and butterflies and easy and fun. Sometimes there's going to be sacrifices. Always there's going to be sacrifices. And for me, for the first six months, that was you know, giving up my social life. I stopped going to happy hours with my coworkers. Like I just stopped. I gave up going out and drinking. I gave up Netflix for the most part. I gave up sleeping in. I was waking up at 5 a.m. all the time. And, you know, I gave up all of that for about six months or so. And now I get to sleep in every single day if I want to. I don't wake up by alarm unless I choose to. I get to watch as much Netflix as I choose to. I get to go out and drink if I want to. I don't all the time, but if I want to, I can do it. I hang out with friends whenever I want, and I still manifest and attract a ton of money, and all of my vision board still shows up. And it's because there was a period of time when I gave it all up so that now I can have as much as it as I want along with my dream life right? Sometimes there is a period of imbalance. There is a period of sacrifice. But as long as you say, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the energy. I just, I don't have the energy. It doesn't feel right. Now's not the time. I just don't feel good. My vibrations aren't high enough. Right? I've heard all of it. I have heard every excuse in the book and I've been there. I have been a part of every excuse in the book in my own life. And I know now that it's just a form of self-sabotage. It comes from this subconscious belief system saying, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't feel worthy of the version of me I would have to become. I don't feel worthy of the success I would actually attract. Therefore, on a surface level, I'm just going to say that I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't feel ready. When really on a subconscious level, what's going on is I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. And so to actually show ourselves we feel worthy, we have to take action through the discomfort. We have to make sacrifices. We have to live for a period of time in imbalance, in discomfort, 
And that is what I think a lot of people don't get about manifestation and why so many people never manifest what they want because they're stuck in the excuses. They're stuck in that I'm going to wait until everything feels right and ready. And you know what? That's just not going to come. It's just not, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. So that was a little side tangent. I feel like every single podcast, anything I record has some tangent that has nothing to do with the topic, but that just felt really, really Uh, present right now and I think a lot of people needed to hear that and I would invite you to ask yourself what areas of my life am I prioritizing my excuses over the life that I want and what areas of my life am I prioritizing my current life over the life I want to call in and what areas of my life am I prioritizing my current ways of being over the way of being I know I must embody to call in the life I want seriously like pause this and journal on that and ask yourself Where am I holding myself back out of fear, out of excuses, out of not feeling good enough? Where can I take more uncomfortable action? How can I make some sacrifices that might feel uncomfortable now, but are actually setting me up for massive success in the future? Okay, now let's get into intuition because that's obviously why I'm recording this podcast in the first place. It's all right. Intuition versus ego. How do I know which is which? Your intuition, I like to explain it as it's kind of like Google Maps. It's your roadmap to get you where you want to go, right? Like the universe, it already knows the path of least resistance to get you wherever the hell you want to be. It already knows how to get there. It has all the details figured out and it's trying to let you know how to get there. But most of us are shoving it away. We're like, no, 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 I don't want, I don't, I don't want to listen to that voice. I'm going to do my own thing. I know what's best. I know the best plan. I have all of it planned out. I have the strategies. I have the five step plan. I have the five year plan and I'm strictly following this because I have it figured out. Because that's what society teaches us, right? We're all independent and we know the best way to get to where we want to go. And we know that whenever someone asks us what our plan is for our life when we're at the family dinner parties, we have that five-step plan, the five-year plan planned out to let them know. We have everything figured out, right? But on the inside, we usually don't feel that good because we're in this state of controlling everything. And then we put this pressure on ourselves to make the perfect plan because if that plan doesn't work out, then what? And what we don't realize is while we have this tunnel vision on our own plan, we're actually blocking out the divine plan that the universe has for us. We're actually self-sabotaging. So intuition is like I said, it's like Google Maps. I like to think of it as, let's say you're in a car driving and you have a destination you're trying to get to. Think of this destination as your dream life. And Google Maps will get you there in literally five to 10 minutes, right? It'll even let you know where the roadblocks are so you can completely avoid them. But you don't have Google Maps on, right? There's no service. Google Maps is off and you even have a blindfold. You can't see where you're going. So maybe if you drive around for like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you'll eventually get to your destination. There's a lot of unknowns. There's going to be a lot of roadblocks. You're going to crash into a lot of poles. Now, let's say you just took the blindfold off and turned Google Maps on. You would be there with no resistance in five or 10 minutes. That is what our intuition does for us. It gets us where we want to go. The universe is the Google map. So when we tune into our intuition, it's like this, this bridge between us and the divine, between us and the universe, us and our highest selves, us and our souls, us and God, whatever word resonates with you. Like for me, it's all the same thing. It's just different labels, different words to describe the same energy, the same divine energy that is here guiding us, supporting us. Now, sometimes our intuition will feel like just like this gut feeling. Sometimes it'll just get like chills. You'll have this inner knowing. 
Sometimes it's just like a voice in your mind. It's just like a thought. It could be a memory. It could be a feeling. Everyone experiences intuition in different ways. Now, we all have another voice as well. We have the voice or the feeling or the knowing of our intuition. And then we have the voice or the feeling or the knowing of our ego or what I like to call our inner critic. So this is a voice which is the result of years of programming and conditioning. Right? It's a voice that comes from our subconscious mind that has been programmed for years throughout our life. Now, oftentimes this voice can sound like, oh, you're not good enough. Who are you to do this? You're so you know, awful. You're not smart enough. You're not capable. You're not tall enough. Like they're judging you. They're going to laugh at you, right? Everyone has that voice. I have that voice. This is our inner critic. Now, most people are completely identified with this voice in our lives. We think this voice is us. We listen to what it says and we believe it to be true, not realizing that this voice is not us. This voice is simply the result of conditioning and programming that our sub- subconscious mind has been subjected to our entire lives. Through the people around us, through the media, through music, through teachers, through our parents, through peers, through schooling, through reading, through literally everything. So most of us know how to listen to this voice. We follow what this voice says. If this voice says you're not good enough, you're not capable, you're going to fail, we listen to it. This voice says they're judging you, we believe it. This voice says you're not tall enough, we feel not good enough because of our height. Right? Not because any of this is true, but because it's been conditioned into our minds and we've learned to believe and listen to this voice and we think this voice is us. However, 99% of our thoughts are not us. They're, like I said, the result of conditioning and programming. So learning to tune into your intuition is number one, realizing there's two voices and learning to observe the voices in your mind rather than completely tuning into them. And then number two, understanding what your intuition actually sounds like and feels like because most of us have been taught to push our intuition away. We don't trust it, right? We've been, we grew up thinking that, you know, all that stuff is woo woo and crazy. And like, you know, you don't have an intuition. You don't have a gut instinct. Like don't listen to that. You know, you have to make logical decisions. You have to make rational decisions. You have to have everything planned out, blah, 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 blah. Right. We're literally taught to push our intuition away. So it's natural now for most of us to not understand how to tune into it. Whereas as children, it was natural. It, we are born with that instinct. Right, We naturally are tuned into our intuition as children and it, we learn how to tune our intuition out as we grow up. So it's not our faults, but now it's our job to learn to tune back in. So how can you learn to trust your intuition and make intuitive rather than egoic decisions or decisions which are led by your inner critic? Number one, my favorite way is to tune into how your body feels. For example, when I am tuned into my intuition, my body usually feels really open. It feels really expansive. It feels, I have no other word for it, but like loving and expansive, right? When I'm making a decision from ego or inner critic, oftentimes I feel closed off. I might feel tense. I might have anxiety in my body and not know why, right? So your body is really connected to your intuition in a way that oftentimes our minds cannot be. All right. My second biggest tip and this is what's helped me so much in my life is think back in your life to a few moments where you made a decision that looking back was really intuitive right it was a really great decision because intuition oftentimes makes sense after the fact not before right intuition is not supposed to make sense before oftentimes intuition doesn't feel logical doesn't feel rational might even feel crazy it makes sense after the fact so are there any moments in your life where you made a decision that 
that afterward played out really well for you. Maybe it was a risk, maybe it wasn't. And then ask yourself, what are three factors that played into this decision? For me, when I look back on decisions that really made sense in my life, that really played out well, that changed my life, I know that for each of them, I was really scared, but I was also really excited. And people around me didn't understand. I had friends or family telling me I was crazy or telling me to make the safer choice or giving me advice that said, basically, don't do this. Wait some more time. Save up some more money, whatever it might be. And I look back at the biggest decisions in my life, almost every single one, someone thought I was crazy or told me not to do it. I felt terrified and I also felt very excited. So now I know that these three factors almost always mean this isn't an intuitive choice because there's a pattern here in the decisions I make in my life. So now I know when I'm going to make a decision, if people around me are telling me I'm crazy or telling me to wait or to make a safer choice, it's most likely the right choice for me. If I feel really scared but at the same time really excited, it's most likely the right choice for me. This is an intuitive decision. Because I also know that if I don't feel any resistance, if that voice in the back of my head isn't telling me, Kristen, this is crazy, you're not good enough, you're going to fail. If I don't have resistance, it's not my intuition most of the time. Because when we have resistance from our ego, from our inner critic, it means our ego is getting nervous. We're about to leave our comfort zone. But this is actually a really good thing because no growth happens inside of our comfort zone. Growth happens when we take action which is contradictory to our inner critic. This is how we move through limiting beliefs and fears. So if you have no resistance, if you're like, yeah, this feels good, this feels safe, it doesn't mean it's a bad choice, but it means you're not growing through this decision. We have growth through fear by making taking action in spite of fear, in spite of that voice in the back of our head. So take a moment right now and like make a list of like, you know, three to five ways that you know you felt when you made looking back intuitive decisions that changed your life for the better. Because oftentimes our ego takes over, our inner critic takes over, and we fail to realize that even though this feels really scary and uncomfortable, or people around you don't approve, this is still the right decision for me. This might still be intuitive because there's this misconception that intuition always has to feel really good. And you're going to have this just like epiphany light bulb moment where like angels are singing and like everything is glowing and your whole body feels loving and good and you just feel so happy and you know it's the right choice. And you know what? Sometimes it can feel like that. But most of the time, it doesn't. (laughs) Most of the time, it feels massively uncomfortable and massively scary and really, really terrifying and just like really like, oh, I don't want to do this. But at the same time, it just feels right. You have this inner knowing that I think this is the right move for me. Like it's in my head for a reason. And there's either a big lesson for me to learn here or it's going to get me the result I'm looking for because there's only two outcomes when we make decisions, right? You're either going to A, get the result you're looking for, or B, learn the lesson you needed to learn to evolve into the person you need to come to get the outcome you're looking for next time. Now, if a decision is fear-based, it's not intuitive. And what I mean by fear-based is mean when you're making a decision because of fear rather than in spite of fear. So for an example, let's say um, you have this gut instinct to like invest in this course or hire a mentor or reach out to this person you're scared to reach out to or go on Instagram live or start a business or whatever it might be. But you feel really, really scared. You're like, I think I might fail. I think that person might think I'm silly. I think the money won't come back. So you don't do it. This means we're making a decision 
based on fear. We feel the fear and we make a decision in alignment with the fear, which means we're making a decision in alignment with our ego, with our inner critic, which means we're not going to ever manifest something different than what we have already, right? You can't manifest something different than what you currently have by making the same kinds of decisions you've already made, by making decisions in alignment with your inner critic. That will only keep you in your comfort zone. It'll only get you results similar to what you currently have. Now, we need to make decisions in spite of fear, which means, oh, I feel like I should reach out to that person. I have this like random gut instinct to do that, but I'm really, really scared, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm going to prove to myself that I am worthy of reaching out to them, that I am worthy of investing in this course. I am worthy of that money coming back to me. I am worthy of going on Instagram live, no matter how terrified I am. I'm going to prove that voice wrong. And this is a big way that we rewire limiting beliefs. We take action in spite of the fear. When we listen to the fear and we let the fear decide our decisions, we're showing ourselves and our subconscious in the universe that I don't feel worthy of what I want. I don't feel good enough for it. So I'm going to, therefore, sabotage, right? This is just sabotage. And it's going to feel really scary. It, it just is, right? When I look back on my life, the like 10 most life-changing moments were terrifying. Moments where I felt scared shitless, where I could have pooped my pants out of being so scared. Those are the moments that changed my life. Now, how can you tell when a decision is out of alignment, when it's not intuitive? Now, I'm going to share a little story with you guys. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I am in the midst of calling in my perfect, beautiful dream home. And I have literally like a list of exactly what I want in it. And I am not willing to settle. I know exactly what it looks like. I know exactly what it feels like. I know exactly what features are in it. I just don't know where it's located. I'm leaving that up to the universe because I'm just unsure. And I'm also leaving the timeline up to the universe. Now, I originally was like, you know what? I know that this dream home, it's in California. I think it's in SoCal. Like I just imagine myself living on the beach which with an ocean view and like this is it and I just know this is right and I was so stuck on this. Like I was just tunnel vision in on like I'm having a home on the beach in SoCal and I was so certain of it. So I took a couple road trips to SoCal. My first one was to San Diego because first I was like, you know what? I am living in San Diego. I just know it. My intuition is just telling me it's San Diego. And I was so sure it was my intuition. And I went to San Diego and I found these like dream apartments that just had everything I was looking for. They had like floor to ceiling windows and views of the city and the ocean. And they were luxurious and just gorgeous. I just was drooling over them and they had infinity pools on the roof. And it was just incredible. I was so excited to go visit them and so I was with my sister and we went on a road trip there together and we go downtown San Diego and I'm looking at these beautiful apartments and you know San Diego is gorgeous the beach is gorgeous and we I just had this like weird feeling it was like almost like this body anxiety you know I sometimes will get I don't know if anyone relates I get body anxiety where I don't have like anxiety in my mind you know I'm not thinking anything that's stressing me out I don't have anxious thoughts but I have like anxiety in my body and it's like I don't know where it's coming from so I had this kind of like subtle body anxiety and I wasn't sure why I felt anxious and I go to this beautiful beautiful apartment to tour it and it's just like this anxiety is like through the roof like I literally can't even chill out 
it's it's just this crazy body anxiety. I'm like, what's going on? This is a beautiful, perfect apartment. San Diego is gorgeous. I couldn't have imagined anything better, but my body was just freaking out. I just had this unexplainable anxiety. And as a lot of you know, I'm working with a coach, actually two coaches. I always have, I'm always working with coaches. I'm always taking courses. I'm always doing something because, you know, if I don't grow myself, I can't continue to help others, right? I want to continue to help all of you as much as possible. And when I work on myself, when I continue to grow and do the inner work, as it's a never-ending journey of doing inner work, I get to help my students even more. And so I have a personal coach. His name is Kian. He is incredible. And so I called him and I was like, Kian, like, I don't know what's going on. I feel so anxious and I don't understand like these apartments are gorgeous they're luxurious everything I want and I just I'm feeling so anxious and he kind of talked me through it and you know he was like Kristen do you think maybe your body is telling you something you know do you think maybe this is a message and at that moment everything just clicked and I was like oh my gosh you're right I was like, I've been ignoring it. Like my intuition is literally telling me this isn't in alignment. My mind was telling me, yes, like this is what I want, right? My human brain, my thinking mind was like, yes, but my intuition was like, no. And that contradiction was creating the anxiety in my body because my intuition, my soul was like, my high self was like, no, Kristen, this isn't in alignment for you. This is not the place. And my mind was trying to force it because I was so just certain that it had to be in San Diego. It had to be in Southern California. It had to be by the beach. And I was so tunnel vision on that. I wasn't willing to open myself up to other possibilities. And because of that, I was self-sabotaging. And I was not allowing the idea that maybe the universe had something better in mind for me. I was not allowing that to, to really be my reality. I was like, nope, this is what I want and this is it end of story period and I was basically not living my own teachings which happens sometimes right I needed to learn a lesson and this body anxiety was my body my intuition trying to communicate with me letting me know that that, no this isn't right and as soon as I realized that it's like I felt this peace and calm in my body and I was like you know what I'm not going to commit to this I understand that there might be something better coming I'm not going to write it off but I'm not going to be all in yes on this yet And I also listened to the anxiety, you know, and I was like, hey, anxiety, like you are so welcome. I love you. You know, I understand you're here to teach me something. I'm going to stop trying to push you away and I'm going to welcome you in. Like, you know what? Anxiety, you're welcome here. Anxiety, I love you. I'm so sorry for trying to push you away. Like what message do you have for me? And the second I welcome the anxiety, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And then I welcomed the messages and I understood why it was here. And then it actually went away, right? Most of it went away. And, you know, still the next day I visited La Jolla, which is another part of San Diego. So dropped it gorgeous, looked at a luxurious apartment with an ocean view, literally steps away from the beach, you know, exactly the price point I was looking for. And I still had this like subtle body anxiety. I was like, you know what? This is a no. I'm not a full body yes. Like sometimes your intuition can come in the form of failings in your body like that anxiety of you know something just off and I don't know why and sometimes that anxiety cannot it might not always mean what you think it means you know for example at this same time period I was getting this like massive anxiety around like the world ending I had seen this like doomsday prophecy that the world was going to end and I know that I don't even believe the world is going to end you know I just I don't 
I don't believe that. It's fear-based. But I, for some reason, was getting anxiety around it. And I was like, what is going on? I know I don't believe this is going to happen, but I'm feeling anxiety as if I believe it. And what was happening is the anxiety around the apartment search and me being out of alignment with it. I wasn't letting myself feel it for a time period. I was like, nope, I have this under control. I'm surrendering. I know it's going to be an apartment by the beach in San Diego. Like, and I was actually forcing it and I wasn't letting myself feel the anxiety that was telling me this isn't right. So that anxiety demands to be felt. Our emotions demand to be felt. So as soon as I saw this doomsday prophecy, the anxiety was like, oh, this is an opportunity to be felt. So that anxiety, it, it grasps onto this opportunity to be felt. So the anxiety and the, the basically lack of alignment around the apartment that I was forcing attach itself on to this doomsday prophecy as an opportunity for me to feel my anxiety. So the anxiety was coming up over this random scenario that I actually didn't care about because it needed to be felt. And what I realized was I was like, Kristen, what is this anxiety? This is clearly not about the doomsday. I don't believe the world is going to end, but I feel in my body like I do believe this. Where is this anxiety coming from? And the first thought that popped up was apartments. And I was like, yep, that's it. I'm not letting myself feel. I'm like denying myself the opportunity to understand that this is out of alignment because I wanted it to be right so bad. I wasn't listening to my intuition because sometimes our intuition tells us things that we don't want to hear. Sometimes our intuition is not in alignment with what our human minds want. My human mind wanted an apartment on the beach in San Diego. I so wanted that to be right, but it wasn't. And so I denied it not being right. And that created an anxiety, which was attaching itself to every other scenario in my life because I denied myself the opportunity to welcome it and to feel it and to listen to what it was saying. And as soon as I did that, I stopped perceiving anxiety around the doomsday stuff. Like the world's going to end. All right. Like you can believe that I am not going to subscribe to that fear-based belief. And now I don't have anxiety around it, right? I can now come back to this place of my higher self. And I had the same feeling when I went back and I visited Laguna Beach. I love Laguna Beach. It is gorgeous. I love visiting it. But when I thought about living there, I just had this like mild, like body anxiety. And once again, it was out of alignment. And when I was like, you know what, Kristen, maybe Southern California, maybe LA area just isn't for you. And I'm not going to write it off completely because maybe there's other parts of it that are for me, or maybe San Diego or Laguna Beach are for me, but the timing isn't right for me. Who knows? But I was like, you know what? I'm going to surrender to the universe and I'm going to trust it. And I know that sometimes what I want isn't always what's best for me in the long run. And I know that potentially there is something so much better in store for me than what I could ever imagine. So I'm not going to force it. And immediately the body anxiety goes away, right? Because I'm back in alignment, no longer forcing things, no longer with the intention of this is where it's going to be. This is it. And now here I am in Arizona, kind of doing the same thing, searching around, seeing if this can be for me. And I feel so freaking good. I'm like in alignment with my higher self. I feel no anxiety. And like, I don't know if Arizona's right. It's totally not what I imagined. There's no beach here. There's no ocean, but it feels really good. It really, really does. And it's so bizarre because I never imagined myself ever being somewhere without an ocean. Will I end up living here? I don't know. I'm surrendering. I'm taking this day by day, moment by moment, and I am open to the best possible scenario showing up for me in a way that I could not have possibly imagined. And I still have non-negotiables for the place I'm going to live. I know how it's going to feel. I know how it's going to be luxurious. I have certain amenities and things that I am not willing to settle on but I'm open on where it's going to be because I know I'm looking for a community. I know I'm looking for that conscious 
community and I know I'm looking for a feeling of belonging and I know I'm looking for gorgeous nature and I'm just open and I'm going to let the universe show me because I've now learned that forcing it isn't going to work for me because maybe I would have moved into that luxurious, amazing infinity pool, floor to ceiling windows apartment in San Diego, but I might've been miserable because it wasn't the right timing and it wasn't the right place. And it wasn't, it wasn't the manifestation that would have brought me the highest fulfillment in my life. And I could have forced it and it wouldn't have brought me the abundance and the feelings that I'm looking for right? Because sometimes we think we know best, but the universe actually knows best because the universe can see outcomes, can see all possibilities in our lives that we can't see. The universe sees how everything plays out and it's sending us signs through intuition at every moment, letting us know what is or isn't in alignment. And it's up to us to listen. And sometimes that can be really uncomfortable. It can be really scary to be like, this is everything I thought I wanted, but it doesn't feel right. And so I'm not going to force it. That's scary. It was scary for me to like let go of what I thought was everything. What my human mind on paper, like on paper, it was everything I wanted, you know, but something was off and listening to your intuition, listening to my intuition, it was terrifying to give up on that, you know, but I have to understand that I'm not giving up on my dream. My manifestation is still coming, but I'm not willing to settle for anything that on paper looks right if it doesn't intuitively feel right. And I just got chills saying that. <laughs> so that's where I am in my journey. You know, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. And you know what? That's how the best times in my life have all played out. They've all been kind of like last minute intuitive choices, like moving to Hawaii. I made that choice. And within two hours, I bought a flight with no plans, right? It just felt right in that moment. Same with moving to Bali. Same with every decision I've ever made in my life. Anytime I try to force it, it works out horribly for me. So I highly recommend for anyone listening to really tune in to your body, to really tune into your intuition, to really listen to your anxiety and to welcome it in and to love on it because it's here to serve you. You know, what if we just flip that script sometimes and we're like, what if it was a good thing to feel anxiety sometimes? What if I welcomed it in and loved on it, right? What if it just wanted to be loved and heard and felt? We can't transmute anything by rejecting it through hate, through judgment, through fear, through trying to push something away, what we resist persists. As long as we push away our feelings, push away anxiety, push away fear. I shouldn't feel like this. I should feel happy. I don't want to feel like this. I hate it. It just gets more and more dramatic and it doesn't go away. So what if we flip the switch and we love on it instead and we say, anxiety, I love you. Even if my mind hates you, right? My mind might not love you, but from a higher perspective, I love you. I know you're here to guide me and to help me. So I welcome you in. What messages and what lessons do you have for me and that is where the huge growth comes in and if anyone wants to learn more in depth about manifestation and about tuning into your intuition and all of that I would highly recommend you come to one of my trainings I have free manifestation trainings every single week once again manifest with kristen.com k-r-i-s-t-e-n you can watch my trainings I have them every single day there they will most likely change your life. I have people who literally come on and have huge, massive, unbelievable breakthroughs and manifest money just by being there. I also, of course, have my 10-week academy, which you can apply for. The link to apply is in the show notes. Same with the link for the training. And then another note here, if this podcast helped you all, I would love for you to send it to anyone that you think could benefit from it. Share it around 
Uh, if you took something from it, I love it when you guys share it on your Instagram stories. I love reposting it and seeing what you're benefiting from it, what you're gaining. And if it's helped you at all, it would mean the world to me if you could leave an honest review on iTunes. Just write a review with your honest thoughts and screenshot it before you submit it and email the screenshot over to hello at pursuitofbliss.net. That is hello at pursuit. P-U-R-S-U-I-T of bliss.net and my team is going to send you over a free gift from me for leaving that review because it means the world to me. I love reading through your reviews. I literally tear up. Sometimes I cry because it's just so sweet. So I hope this served you. I'm sending you so much love, so much love. I love you so much. I hope that this helps you lean into your intuition and make some good uncomfortable, intuitive choices in your life. And I will talk to you next time.